The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, we have been having discussions, as you know, in this country um, about assisted uh, dying. So there's a, an Oireachtas committee specifically looking into this. And we have spoken to Gino Kenny, for example, a, a member of that committee who would be in favour of it. Ronan Mullen, the uh, independent senator who would be opposed, also a member of that committee. And the discussions and the debates ha- ha- have been lively. One lady who seems to have made her decision in this regard is none other than Dame Esther Ranson, who has revealed that she has signed up with Dignitas. They are the assisted dying clinic um, that are so well known in Switzerland. I'm delighted to say that Esther Ranson's daughter, Rebecca Wilcox, is with me now. Rebecca, you're very, very welcome uh, to the show. And thanks a million for for, for taking the time to chat to us. Um, how is your mum? Well, thank you for having me. Um, may I just say that I am so pleased to hear your positive text messages coming in. Um, can you forward them on to me? Because <laughs> they sound like a wonderful delight in such a dark um, time as, as as I'm experiencing, as many people are experiencing. I'm not alone in being a relative of somebody that's uh, got terminal cancer. Um, how is she is a very difficult question. Mm. I never know how to answer it. I will try. We live scan to scan as uh, people that have gone through this, have relatives that have gone through this, would know you're only as well as your last scan tells you you are. So you suffer from something called scanxiety for the rest of time. Her last scan was okay. So she's okay, I think. Uh, not sure. <laughs> okay, well, she, she she is okay. And maybe that's kind of, maybe that's all you hope for at this stage in between scans. Is Is, is that kind of... You're you're happy with okay for the moment, given the alternative. I ah oh, I don't think I'm happy with okay, but I'm very demanding. I uh, I would be happy with jubilant and joyful and yeah. delightful and uh, coming down every morning in a in a plastic tiara and purple slippers. That would that would be that would be good. Um, I mean, is it any more difficult? Given the time of year as we approach Christmas or, or given it's your mum, is it just difficult dealing with this any day of the week, any week of the year? I'm so lucky with my family. I have the most wonderful, close family. We are each other's support network, um, not least my mum, who I see several times a week, who I'm on the phone to every day. So um, losing my mum is going to be the biggest thing I have gone through in terms of negative and hard and a process that I hope I uh, will do okay at and be able to support uh, my children who adore my mother and my brother and sister and their families. Um, I think when we got the diagnosis in January, we we never expected to be here um, at Christmas again. We, When mum heard the news, she asked her oncologist how long would she be around for? And he said, "When? What? How long do you want to be around for?" And she said, "Well, I would, I would like to see spring. It's her favourite time of year. She works very hard planting those bulbs. Well, maybe I plant them for her, but you know <laughs> the old knees. But um, so, so he said, "Well, I predict that you will die sometime between now and the next ten years, which was highly unhelpful, but uh, gave us a little <laughs> bit of positivity." Yeah. So. She's got through her birthday in June. She's now coming for Christmas. She's going to be overfed, overstuffed and over, overspoiled like you wouldn't believe. She's got about 20 stockings. 
wonderful gifts. She doesn't know any of this. <laughs> I'm not sure she'd appreciate it, but um, but we're delighted she's here. And and do you mind me asking? And, and obviously, you only have to share as much as you feel comfortable with, because uh, this is a question about somebody who's not here. But um, like, how how is she coping with kind of living scan to scan herself? As you say, it's really hard for me to be able to put her thoughts mm. into words without her right next to me. I, from what I have observed of her and my brothers and sisters, it's horrific. And you start convincing yourself um, after the latest scan and before you get the results, because there's also a little interim pause until you see the doctor, um, you start convincing yourself of the worst case scenario. Um, so we walk into that office and we sit in that waiting room and try and ascertain what all the staff are doing and saying with their body language. Every time the oncologist comes out but doesn't look me in the eye, I think, oh, it's bad news. Mm. Every time the person coming from the blood test says good morning instead of hello, I think that's a code. You know, you start seeing messages and things that don't really exist. You become paranoid and scared, I guess. Um, But we're not alone in going through this. Every time we walk through the oncology departments, I look around at all the other families going through it and, you know, I'm with them in spirit and wish them well and hope that they get good news too. It's it's such a hard illness. So I mentioned Dignitas, the, the clinic in Switzerland that's so well known to people. Um, when was the first conversation had about that? She did a documentary several years ago called How to Have a Good Death. And actually, cancer came out of that okay. Some cancers, not others. Um, The pain management was a big thing for her, having her faculties to the end, both of which is highly likely with the type of cancer that she has. Um, So in that, she saw the idea of assisted dying as a reprieve from worse deaths, um, particularly motor neurone, which um, our friend had, and it was not easy for him nor his family. And something that replaced a lot of their memories was um, of him was the death that he had. So mm. she always said after that, "I don't want, I don't want that. I will pop off to um, Dignitas. You can't stop me. Here I go. Woohoo!" Um, because she's got a wonderful dark gallows humour, yeah. which... Um, it's, 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 but it's one, thing, it's one thing when your mum is kind of cracking jokes like that in the abstract. It's kind of suddenly it's yeah. very different when she comes home and says, I've got a terminal cancer diagnosis and remember what I said about Dignitas. Yes, I've put my place there. What? Um, my, yeah. I think my brother was completely furious. He's a cardiologist and um, said she's always um, being overly dramatic. Um, which I think she may have been insulted by, but she knows my brother is um, always says things with love, if not um, kindness. But <laughs> gosh, I hope he never hears me say that. Uh, but um, but you know, whatever decision she makes, it's her decision. I she has lived her life according to her rules. There is no way I would ever say to her, "You cannot do this." I would be so upset if someone told me I couldn't do it. If she is feeling pain, if life is harder than it should be, if her symptoms are awful, this is something she must do for herself. I don't know whether I would make the same decision. I know that part of it is because she doesn't want us 
to remember her in, in such a condition. And she doesn't want us to experience the pain, but she's also worried about us getting arrested at the airport. So it's tricky. She's, she makes the decision. She usually sticks to it, but she's usually researched it so well that annoyingly enough, it's the right decision. Has, has there been any conversation about those logistics, like who goes and how all that is managed? Or, or is that the type of thing, maybe with everything else and the whole living from scan to scan thing, you just don't have the emotional bandwidth to deal with that type of thing until you have to? Well, when you have conversations with the hospice and with Macmillan and there are these wonderful people, um, I'm not sure how widespread it is, but there's this wonderful charity called Maggie's where they've set up cancer friendly places in hospitals where you can go and wait. And it's actually a lovely place to be. And the conversations that we've had with people there who are going through similar things have meant that we have sort of discussed it in a lighthearted way, not technically, because we don't know in terms of the law what we are allowed to do. There was a wonderful lady called Dr. Davis who is an assisted dying advocate and campaigner. And she said that relatives often send off their loved one knowing they'll never see them again at the airport because they fear prosecution um, when they get home. And so We've never put anything in writing. We've never said that we would. My husband is absolutely adamant that I'm not allowed to. I, I don't, I don't think I could do that to my children. Risk the prosecution and the, and the legislation causing such a revolting court case at the worst time of my life and our lives anyway. Yeah. So we've not gone into that detail, but she's also dignitas is difficult because we're outsourcing death at the wrong time because. She would have to be relatively well to go to Dignitas. She would have, and she would actually be able to live longer than the Dignitas death would allow. Because if you understand what I'm saying, because she has to. I know what I mean. You can't can't let her, she can't let herself get to the point of infirmity where she can't travel. Yes. And if we were able to to do do assisted um, dying in this country, then she could go when she wants to go, surrounded by her family, rather than, you know, Dignitas is on an industrial estate. It's not, it's not a comfortable, glamorous surrounding place. It also costs a lot of money. So it's a, it's a privilege to be able to go there at a time that doesn't feel very privileged. Well, there's, there's lots of love coming in uh, on the text. And Ken Andrahada, lots of love to Esther and her family. Grew up watching her. She's an inspiration to generations with her work in Childline and campaigning uh, for various important issues. And, and that's just a, a flavour of the many, many messages uh, that we're getting, uh, Rebecca. It has been, it's been lovely to talk to you. It's been, I mean, I don't know how you feel. It's been kind of surprisingly life-affirming talking to you, uh, uh, despite the, the, the subject matter. Uh I'm glad to hear that the most recent scan uh, was a good one and that things are at least okay. And uh, those uh, spring bulbs, well, if they're like my spring bulbs, they're confused and they're already poking their head above the surface. Yes. Um, yes. So I, d- I don't know how they're going to survive January and February, but hopefully they're in good shape uh, come spring. Hopefully your mum is in good shape and continues to be for some time yet. So listen, thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you. It's been lovely to speak to you. Rebecca Wilcox, uh, there is the daughter of Dame Esther Ranson. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.